You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, the back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch we burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com and... Patreon.com forward slash up next. Yes. But where else are we tonight, Braden? Oh, we're live on our YouTube. We are live. So shout out to the YouTube room. Hello yes. there. Uh, What's you the can, YouTube? Well, you can find us there, Braden. BDE official. Yes. Uh, also, if you follow our handles, we have three between us mm-hmm. at Up Next Podcast. On Twitter. Yeah. I am at the Bray D on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Davey Portman. And on Twitter and Instagram, you can find out whenever we go live on YouTube and join in the discussion. Yes, we are your NXT friends. Friends! Friends! And every Wednesday we do a show called Up Next and we cover NXT live on USA. And after that, usually around 10.30, we go live on our YouTube here and we do our show. So you can follow along there as well. But if you're listening to this, you found us wherever you find your podcast and that's where we are. But again, our Patreon, we've got so many crazy shows that maybe we'll plug at the end of the show because there's some cool stuff, including an invasion from post-wrestling's It's John the week of invasions. So invasions, yeah. invasions. Uh, some guys who you may know, John Pollock and Waiting. Never heard of them. Joined us this week. We joined them. No, we invaded them yes. this week. Uh, we invaded the post You can find office. that all at postwrestling.com and patreon.com forward slash up next. Yes. Uh, so we are here to talk about NXT because tonight was NXT... War games. War games. War games. Uh, you have a problem? Solve it with the war games. Yeah. War games. Uh, so I think maybe we should just get into the juice of things. Usually we like we like to, uh, I don't know, talk about uh, our personal lives and stuff. But I think tonight we just need to go into the beef, the meat of this thing because it's it was war. War. What is it good for? Well, we'll tell you here. Watching war games live in Chicago. Uh, friend of the show, Scrump. Is was there 
at the event, and he, was uh, indeed. he wrote in some feedback later on for nice. the show. Um, Chicago. Yeah, anyone who was there, if you're in the room, who had just caught us after, yeah, yeah write in. We love definitely. live feedback at Up Next. Yes. Uh, another quick plug uh, before we go into this, I guess. Uh, we recorded also a Mandalorian review for, for Disney Plus viewers, Star Wars heads, for free. We're releasing reviews of the Mandalorian series as well. So uh, I have that in my notes because right off the show starts here. Morrow, not even five seconds into commentary, says, Baby Yoda. So, yeah. he exactly. cats out the bag. He yeah. said it first. Yeah, I didn't he say it. For us. He said it. I um, didn't say it. Now, this is the first time we've actually had a proper pre-show for yes, NXT. This is true. Um, we're, it kind of caught us a bit off guard today. We're so used to the old format with the pre-tapings that uh, normally they do a taping right. before NXT TakeOver, which is the, the matches in what we call... The Hangover Show. Yeah. After every takeover, we do a weekly show calling NXT Hangover, where we just kind of, I don't know, go off into little tangents about anything we want. But now they're doing the pre-show live because they're live every week. So yeah. what's our Hangover Show going to be now? I don't, I don't know. You'll have to tune in to find out. Yes, next Wednesday. Um, but oh. a couple of things happened in the pre-show. Uh, the main thing was that um, Mia Yim have been taken out. Oh. And this wasn't even in the Full Sail car park. Yeah. So uh, the bad luck has travelled with NXT. Maybe the Full Sail parking lot is haunted and then if you get attacked, like, it travels with you. Like I mean, conjuring. she's attacked people in that car park before oh, herself. Boy. So the curse Karma. continues. Yeah. So yes, Mia Yim was taken out, which means uh, she was not going to compete in the women's war game match right. to open the show. And it was announced that uh, Dakota Kai... Uh, who's been heavily involved with this story, yep. will be taking her place. Um, and we also had a really cracking cruiserweight match between uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott and Angel Gaza. Which yeah, this was a lot of fun. There were some crazy spots in there. There was like suplexes into the turnbuckle. Uh, there was like a Death Valley driver onto the apron. These guys like kind of went out there and kind of, they yeah. knew they had a spot and they went for it. There so. was an awesome move, uh, bit where Swerve does his like jumping, like flick kick to the yeah. back of the head and you crazy. see Gaza. It looks like he just eats this yeah um, and he kicked out of it he kicked out <laughs> yeah a lot of kick outs of big moves tonight yeah, but the wing clipper the angel so, garza yes. wing clipper uh, garza hit the wing clipper for the win i assume we're going to see a rematch down the line yeah. against leo rush maybe as soon as this wednesday Who yeah knows? definitely and i think uh, he's well deserved he keeps growing on me he's fantastic he's got that charm um yeah and he's got a kind of yeah the eddie guerrero like twinkle in the eye kind yes. of thing and just Awesome moveset. People love that pant-ripping spot. They loved the ripping um, of the pants. And again, the like, Swerve is impressing yeah, uh, over and over again. He's put on some cracking matches on NXT TV. And it's cool that they're doing the pre-show live there. It's good that they're not just taping it, because you want to watch it and you want to talk about it. Um, um, just going to the room, apparently, yeah. uh, because we didn't catch all of the uh, pre-show, Leo Rush actually smacked Gaza Ooh, after the match. So there you go. Um, so that feud is definitely continuing there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so that was the pre-show match, and then we get into the real... The meat and gravy. The That's what you call it. The real show, the TakeOver War Games. We're going to war. Uh, the first match to open this show is, in fact, a War Games match, and it's the first ever women's War Games match. So this is already getting the crowd fired up here in Chicago. They, they were loving this. Uh, it is Team Rhea Ripley, consisting of no longer Mia Yim, but Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, 
and Candice LeRae versus the team of Shayna Baszler, not her horsewomen, who are actually Legit cage fighters. Cage fighters. No, nah, no, 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 we don't want to take you into the cage. Instead, we have, uh, who is on Shayna Baszler's team? My favorite, Io Shirai. Uh, we have Bianca Belair. And now I'm blanking on Kaylee the- Ray. Oh, the right. NXT UK women's champion. True. Yeah. Where the whole cr- crowd kind of didn't know who she was. Now, either. I want to know how early do you think um, th- this angle happens a lot where a team member's taken out um, like with Mia Yim? Yeah. I kind of hope for her sake she knew that this was the plan all along. Yeah. Because it must suck. Yeah. Like going, going on the day and, and then, then hearing, yeah, you're going to just lie on the floor because you've been hey, taken out. that happens. That's right. That's right. Showbiz, baby. That's life. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's what happens. That's life. Uh, so la- the ladder match that happened a few weeks ago, that actually injured me. And maybe that's why she's not wrestling because her nose was just fucked just up. Busted up. Yeah. Uh, so Io Shirai took her out in that match. So maybe that's what kind of why. But Io Shirai got advantage for her team. So Team Shayna has the advantage here in War Games. So Io Shirai and Candice LeRae are actually going to start this match, which instantly got my attention because my women's match of the year is from uh, TakeOver Toronto between Io Shirai and Candice LeRae because they just stole the show for me. And now they're starting the show right here inside the double rings, and double cage. Yeah, I think this made a lot of sense. I believe Io Shirai started and then because she was in the ring, Candice was like, no, 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 she's mine. Yes. And yeah, makes sense to continue this feud. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a, another match down yes. the line between these two. They deserve the title. They deserve the strap. Uh, so these two start at it. Um, Io Shirai goes for like the satellite octopus. Uh, Candice LeRae, sorry, goes for like the satellite DDT octopus stretch. Io gets like head scissored, but lands on her feet, like flicks, uh, kicks up kind of thing. Just the athleticism there is amazing. Uh, she beats down Candice. Now, again, there's two rings in this whole show that are side by side for this. Not like a normal wrestling uh, match or show. And... There's double rings, and she does like the six one nine a lot. The, the tiger, tiger thing. Yeah. Well, she's doing it to one ring, which kicks her Candice in the face. She turns around, lands into the other side of the ropes, kicks her, does it again. So it's like double six one nines all over the place. It's just chaos. And then in between the ring, there's like this cage structure thing on the sides, and she hits the double knees, the meteora there, just beating Candice up here. Uh, and then if that wasn't enough, from one ring to the other, she springboard jumps on one ropes. Double jumps to the the other ring ropes, and then springboard drop kicks Candice. Yeah, it was almost like stepping stones, like jumping across from one to the other. It was crazy. It was like Spider-Man. I always love in these kind of matches, in uh, like ladder matches, TLC matches, any kind of gimmick where people are uh, looking at the structure and seeing what they can do that's different and unique. Because, I mean, in WWE, this is the third variation of this match we've seen. Right. Um, and how do you keep it fresh? We're going to have two tonight, and I think Io Shirai right away really really manage that with yeah. especially those those six one nines to the in between cool. uh, both rings and yeah when would you ever that. see that ever exactly i thought that was great yeah it looked really cool i, I love the creative and the double jumping it's just like really creative uh up next because of the advantage here we go bianca bell air enters the ring she starts beating up on candace hits a crazy standing star press early on then starts power bond bombing Candace, power bombing up against the cages and the ropes and just ouchy. Uh, then they start like hitting this like double team kind of spot where they keep running and attacking her, uh, a drop kick to the face kind of thing. Uh, Rhea Ripley 
now enters the match. She well, gra- just the the strength from Bel Air here is oh ridiculous. with the power bombs and stuff. The, it wasn't just it was the holding on with the power bomb. Yeah, and repeatedly like Brock Lesnar used to do. Brock Lesnar style. Yeah, she is she's a beast. Like she's so strong. This woman. Rhea Ripley comes down to the ring. She's grabbing trash cans and chairs and kendo sticks and not tables. Even though Chicago wants tables here, she throws these weapons in. She goes in. Uh, beats up Bianca with trash cans. Uh, EO stops this like crazy suplex attack. There's just brawling back and forth here. Um, it, it's chaos. Um, and then the next entrant in the match is Kaylee Ray, and kind of everyone is like, "Who's this person?" I I thought she worked quite hard here. Because she did. I think she's. I'm she saying was this about her now. Aware of the kind of reaction she was going to get, which was right. zero to start with. Yeah, it was silence, and then so I think it was. She was the right person to mm-hmm. bring out the plunder in the matches. So she goes under the the ring, yeah. starts grabbing the steel chairs, and the crowd liven up a bit. Yeah. Like, okay, we're going to see she something. She wants to fight. And then you know the crowd want tables. There are we want tables chants. Yeah. So she grabs it, but being the heel, puts it back, gives her a big booing, uh, booing reaction from sure. the crowd. Um so yeah, she was working real hard to, to she get did. this crowd to know who she is and to hate her. She is the NXT, Kaylee Ray is the NXT UK women's champion yeah. right now. So, uh, you know what, I, I, I will say that she's got no reaction, no one knows who, who she was, but she worked hard really, you're right, because uh, she comes in here, hits a crazy rope running tornado DDT on Rhea Ripley onto the steel chairs, there's a crazy Tower of Doom spot where Mia, uh, Mama Mia chant from Mora Ronaldo because all these people, all these women are landing onto the steel chairs. It's crazy. And right after that, Bianca up top hits a 450. Just insane. Now, this is where the whole match takes a giant turn because the next entrance in the match is Dakota Kai. The cage opens. She takes a few steps out of her shark cage. Stops. And with this new look, I might add, she looked a little different tonight. This, as you said, a twinkle in her eye. She turns around and turns on her own partner and beats the ever-living daylight out of Tegan Knox, slamming the cage door repeatedly on the the injured knee, the surgically repaired l- limbs here. Yeah. She violently attacks. The crowd goes insane at this heel heat here. Wow, I loved this turn. Now, those of, uh, those of you who watched the Mae Young Classic yes. knows how, like, Tegan Knox had... Any injuries bad, don't get me wrong. Right. Hers was fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, it was bad. Because you saw it in the match. It was against Rhea Ripley, actually, I believe. Mm-hmm. Where you see her knee just give out. Yeah. Uh, she tries to continue, and then it's just no. Like, And this, she came back from an injury. Both of them did. For the May Young Classic. Both of these two have. They're exactly. Team Kick. And now they've just both come back from injury. So Dakota Kai is showing that she is true leader of Team Kick, because they're kind of to Team Kick yeah. together. That tag team is no more. She has turned on this team uh, the referees are coming out here trying to stop her attack. It keeps cutting back Jeez. to Rhea Ripley in this ring, like, shocked. What and, the fuck are you doing? Yeah, so uh, the the referees are holding her back, stopping her from attacking Tegan. William Regal comes out to get in t- uh, Dakota Kai's face, and she shoves William Regal, pushes him almost, and he gives her a death stare. It's She's getting heat all around. When you think it's over... She comes back out and attacks Tegan again, just injuring the leg, takes the brace off, holds the brace up like a a badge of honor. Dakota Kai, Dakota, why? Why Dakota? She turned on this team. They say, you know what? You're not in this match. Get the hell out of here. So they take her back because she can't, it would not be fair to now bring her. So not only is Dakota taken out of the team Ripley, 
but Tegan Knox is taken out of Team Ripley. So Shayna, it cuts to her in her shark cage laughing. Yeah. Laughing. So With the mouth guard as well. <laughs> so she just looks scary and vile. And now we're all in shock. The turn we all thought we saw coming actually happened. Dakota Kai turns. Shayna Baszler's turn to enter the match. They all come in, and uh, all four members of Team Shayna are beating on Rhea Ripley. Now, this means that the match actually officially starts. Yeah, so I don't know how this would have been to the crowd. I think they should have maybe announced um, that. And I can't... I might be wrong. I think in past war games, perhaps they have had an announcer go. They used to call it the match beyond. Right. It's when everyone's in the ring sure. and they're now competing. Um, because commentary brought up, they said Dakota Kai has been evicted sure. and Tegan Knox is uh, not officially cleared for the match. And therefore, the match beyond is now starting. Uh, pinfalls and submissions start here. I don't know how clear that would have been sure. to the live crowd without this. Um, but made sense to us. Yeah, it did watching at home, definitely. Uh, so the match starts now. Of course, the heels are beating on Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae, who are the only team members now. So it's two on four. Well, how could they overcome the numbers game? We shall see. Uh, Shayna Baszler pulls out handcuffs and starts to try to uh, handcuff Rhea Ripley. Uh, Shayna Baszler keeps trying to lock in handcuffs, maybe handcuff her to a cage or the ropes, but Rhea Ripley keeps blocking it, but has one handcuffed around her and the other, like, dangling. This will come into play later. Uh, Rhea Ripley blocks, like, this DDT and, like, suplex kind of dropping everyone. It's just chaos. Candice LeRae hits a lion salt, but then instantly eats a trash can by Bianca. Kaylee Ray hits a gory bomb, and then Io Shirai hits a moonsault on Candice LeRae. But Rhea Ripley breaks up the pin. Bianca Belair whips her with her rips Rhea Ripley. <laughs> that's a that's a silly tongue rips twister. Rhea Ripley. Sorry, <laughs> Bianca Belair. It's rips. <laughs> Bianca. Let's say this ten times fast. Bianca Belair whips Rhea Ripley. Damn. <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> Bianca Belair whips Rhea Ripley with her hair, um, and then Candice comes in swinging with the kendo stick. Classic Candice LeRae here, going back now, to their feet. Yeah, they're not holding back at all. These these whip cracks from the Ouch. from the hair sounded <sighs> so nasty. Yeah, but then the kendo stick strike. She is not holding back at all. Yeah, this was awesome. Like the crowd were going nuts at this point. So while all this is happening with the kendo sticks and the everything, uh, there's Io, Tur- Io Shirai starts to go up top to the cage. Uh, this is where LeRae starts to chase Io Shirai up the cage. Kaylee Ray gets involved and starts to try to chase Candice. Candice, off the top rope, hits a poison Rana on Kaylee Ray, sending her crashing to the floor. And if that wasn't crazy enough, Candice gets up with Kaylee Ray and the camera shows that Io Shirai has, in fact, climbed to the top of the cage. And Io Shirai does a moonsault off the cage to all the women inside the cage. Just insanity. I mean, I think we all knew this was going to happen. Yes. But it Holy. was still beautiful. Her moonsault is, is ridiculous. What is it that I always say? Shirai gets me high. Well, Shirai definitely got high. She jumped off a fucking cage with a moonsault. Mama F and Mia is the call from Mauro Ranallo. Uh, I came up with a new one today. The Joshi Judas makes me foolish. Okay. Well, I, I thought this was crazy. Uh, best woman's wrestler in the world. Io Shirai with a moonsault off the cage. This is insane. The match continues, though. Kaylee Ray eats a garbage can, I have written. 
written down. There's a Carafuda clutch by Shayna on Rhea Ripley. And when we think Rhea Ripley is going to tap, snap, or pass out, Rhea Ripley realizes that she still has the handcuff of herself. She takes the unhinged handcuff and handcuffs herself to Shayna Baszler. Now Shayna has nowhere to run. Now, mind you, while handcuffed together, Rhea Ripley hits a riptide, the pump handle powerbomb. This made so much sense as well because she ducks the the swing. So automatically, because you're cuffed, the hand goes into the position for the riptide, which I thought was awesome. Lips up for the riptide. There so happens to be conveniently placed a bunch of steel chairs sitting upright, like making this like thing, this pterodome sort of, and the riptide sending Shayna crashing through these chairs. What a, what a, what a bump, Shayna. Mm -hmm. Holy. And Rhea Ripley pins the NXT Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley, Team Ripley, beats the odds, and the first ever Women's War Games is Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae. This was crazy. This was this a fun was match. insane. Yeah. Um, we, these women brought it tonight. They this really is, did. We always say on Up Next every Wednesday night, uh, watching NXT, that NXT has the best women's wrestling, hands down, and this, this, proved, this it. proves it instantly. Um, I've got a couple of things I want to bring up about the match and the concept as a whole. Sure. Um, to start with, I didn't particularly like the... Because uh, this has been... I'd say this feud has been more heated than the men's one. Yes. Um, Definitely. Like, I, it wouldn't have surprised me if this went on last tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they wanted the big pop with uh, Kevin Owens later. Right. Um, but I didn't like how they're entering one person at a time in the teams for their initial entrances to go into their cages. Because mm-hmm. they're watching. They're standing like, <laughs> okay, there's a one ref there blocking them. But you're standing like two meters away from sure. this person you've got a blood feud against. And I kind of would have preferred it, in the cage. if you had all the heels come out first, go in their cages, then all the... Sure, that's, the a, that's a tiny break. It's a nitpick. Yeah. It's a nitpick for sure. Um, secondly... Um, Again, I thought Kaylee Ray, not only the tables bit, I just wanted to bring up the that there was a structure of chairs. Like, you know yeah. when chairs are folded down to make like a table, but yes. it's a steel table. Right. And before the Tower of Doom spot, she folds them all back up and <laughs> puts get them heat. down. Yeah, to get and heat. And it was great. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, because we're sadists. And no, we she want was to great. people go through of the course, chairs. Of course, yes. Um, I don't know how I feel about two women beating four women, mm. especially when... Those four women are Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and your two NXT Women's Champions. I I think you could have had the the Mia Yim like save. return from the ambulance save. Still, the match play out exactly how it did, but then it's a four on three. I think, especially after that fantastic ladder match Mia Yim had the other week, where I think people have finally started to go, oh, I like this girl. Mm-hmm. I think she could have got a really nice pop. Maybe she couldn't. The save. The nose. Maybe, but, yeah. I mean, you could run in right towards the end and not really do anything. Sure. Just start pounding on the stop a move. opponent, yeah. stop a move, yeah. and then have that riptide finish. I don't mind. Other, these are nitpicks, but the four on two, especially when one of them is one of the most formidable women's champions you've had mm-hmm. and is going into a match tomorrow against Becky Lynch and Bayley, I don't know how... It, how it looks, two people beating four. That's fair. Like, it makes them kind of look weak. But whatever. It, the, all the women on Shayna's team can be like, wow, Shayna, you were the weak link. I, I mean, want a shot at you. That would be cool. That would be cool to set up other stuff. Obviously, the angle they're going to go with, or the, the going forward, is going to be Shayna Baszler and Rhea Ripley. 
clearly. I beat you. I pinned you. I deserve I think shot. that's, yeah, I, yeah. Whether we see that on TV or they'll probably this uh, Portland right. show. Was yes. was this was this the the takeover debut for Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox? It has. It was to be. a lot of debuts. This Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai both debuted tonight and won. <laughs> Dakota Kai technically, technically won. Maybe that was all part of her plan. Undefeated Dakota at takeover. Kai. Dakota yeah, Kai technically, and Tegan Knox. Technically, um, also it's 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 funny to say because was this not the place two years ago where um, Champa turned on Gargano? Was this not where that uh, happened? That was Chicago. Yeah, yeah so I believe the, it was. Chicago is just known for breaking hearts and evil turns in pro wrestling here. Uh, so we're on our YouTube live. Did anyone uh, yeah, have anything a, to say? Yeah, we've got a few notes. Yeah, go um, for it. Uh, Hansi's saying that uh, the Dakota Kai heel turn was great, but if you're going to do it, it should have been the heels winning to have the the heel turn and then the baby face sure. still win anyway kind of like you're saying right. she still won the match yeah it's kind of weird and Phil's Kurt Hennig turn on the horseman was better I mean Ooh. that's a classic yes um, Brian Michael says the turn was great it doesn't need to be attached to the match result to be seen for how well it was done we got a great match and story in the end all things considered um, does yeah Sean agree Sean Meehan says does losing with a four versus two advantage make the heels look too weak weak um, Weak. Hansi thinks the women's war game was better than the men's. Me too. Um, Eric Marcote agrees, thinks the uh, that the cool. women's match was better. Um, Sean thinks that Kaylee Ray is a great heel. Um, Mark Warburton says, glad they did the turn a different way rather than being during the match, having it before. Uh, thought it made it a bit fresher. Cool. I mean, yeah, I think everyone kind of has. I, I definitely like the women's. This This was my match of the night. Hands down, I I, I like. I, this I'd agree with you. Yeah, I, I had the first time seeing women do like these crazy spots. You had the Io Shirai moonsault. You just got everything I kind of wanted out yeah. of this match, including the Dakota Kai thing. I loved it. It was crazy. Um, we have an announcement that there's another takeover mm. coming soon. I believe it said February, February sixteenth in I Portland. Takeover Portland, Portland, Oregon. Yes, you're gonna be taken over. By NXT in February, so that uh, that could be really cool. We we were speculating another takeover being added in the near future, and that's not really near future considering this is just the end of November right now. But yeah, like that's a long ways away still. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. We've got Christmas. We'll have the worlds collide. It's. I don't feel it's sure. too long. I think it will come around pretty quick. Right. Uh, there was another announcement uh, that the. Um, Women's team for Survivor Series has now been announced. Right. Uh, and it will be captained by Rhea Ripley. And it will feature Tony Storm, Mia Yim, who I guess she's she's okay. She's cleared now. Uh, Candice <laughs> LeRae and Tegan Knox. Ah. Um, that's cool because it's, the, it's the same from today but a bit fresh. Is Tegan Knox going to wrestle? No, she shouldn't. Maybe not. That's no. that's what was that's not gonna happen. revealed earlier today. Definitely, that's stupid. If they let Mia, oh, maybe end. I've got the wrong thing. Maybe there. I think I think that uh, that would be stupid for them to wrestle. Uh, let's go to the next match here. Sorry, uh, please correct me. Not me and Antigan. Who is? I'm going to the room here. Okay, well let's go to the Carry next. Carry on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pete Dunn versus Killian Dane versus Damian Priest. Now, this is a triple threat that was originally for last Wednesday, but rescheduled for tonight. And the winner of this match will face Adam Cole tomorrow night at Survivor Series. Uh, So there's a lot at stake in this triple threat. Pete Dunne, the match starts instantly, starts going for the fingers. Break your fingers. Break your fingers. Pete Dunne is what he does. He goes after Damien. He goes after Dane's 
fingers. He stomps the elbow. Uh, Priest comes back in and says, get out of here with that shit and forearms him. Um, Dane then has this spot where he hits a Rikishi driver on Dunn on top of Damien Priest. And he looks like he kind of was a little bit too forward and sits on Damien Priest's face. Yeah, I feel this was meant to be on the chest. Yeah, uh, But ouch. he just sat on his face. His face looked, looked like it hurt. Nasty. Uh, Dane is on the outside and hits a fallaway slam and a Samoan drop simultaneously on both guys. Just crazy, the strength of this guy. Dunn goes backflip and backflips again. Hits a German suplex and goes after the fingers. He then hits like a flying cross arm breaker on... Uh, Damien Priest. This was actually really smooth coming from Pete Dunn here. Uh, they, he gets out of that, lifts up uh, Dunn, and they there's a, like a double team kind of power power bomb thing. Uh, there's double finger breakers up on the top rope. Uh, there's a crazy exchange from all three guys are hitting each other with counters and everything. And there's like a three way where they all go for this jumping jump up kick, and they all drop, and the crowd goes wild. Uh, Damien Priest who I pretty much say his character is he's a guy who likes to party and the club's blade likes to party. And he hits another partier's favorite move, the whisper in the wind here <laughs> on on both guys. Then a falcon arrow and then something he's calling the south of heaven. Yes. The choke bomb, the choke sit yeah. out, whatever. Um, he then goes for like a razor's edge, but it's broken up. Uh, Priest hits a dive. They're just literally going nonstop at this point. They were like... like 10 over 10. They just switched up and they were not stopping. There's cannonballs through the guardrail. He finally hits a razor's edge, uh, but Pete Dunn breaks it up. It was a huge razor's edge edge on Killian Dane. Um, There's like moonsaults, there's slaps, there's everything. It's just, it's literally chaos. Uh, Then Dane hits the Ulster Plantation on Pete Dunn. Now, this is Kenny Omega's uh, one winged angel. One winged angel, but. Priest uh, kicks out of it. Sorry, it was on Damien Priest. It wasn't even a breakup. It was a kick out. Priest mm-hmm. kicks out of the wing-winged angel. No one kicks out of that move. Uh, Dane hits Vader bombs, goes for a moonsault, but ends up getting into the bitter end. Now, this is where us and the crowd here thought the match was over, and it didn't. And then from this point on, it kind of felt like it was dragging. I felt like they missed the mark. I agree. Um, I think I'm not alone on this one. I, I thought they did... Really well in this triple threat, the breaking up of the yeah. of the near falls, the other guy just breaking it up. Yeah. I kind of had a problem with the kickouts from the finishers. Sure. So the Ulster Plantation, I believe, is his finisher. It is, yeah. And it's a deadly move. It should kill you. Um, and this was just a straight kick out. It wasn't a... Or was it? Now I'm trying to remember. If my I'm notes. pretty sure he kicked out because I remember us going, wow, he kicked out at Kenny's move. Sure. Um, Either way. Similar it's still with the bitter end was a kick out. And I think even the reckoning later on was a kick out. I think it was broken up. I think okay. it was broken up. Uh, uh, but there's there, it continues here. So we thought it was over with the bitter end, but it wasn't. Uh, Dunn almost wins it there, but Priest breaks it. There's a Rana on Dunn that lands on Dane from Priest, which is just crazy. There's Cyclone Cyclone kicks there's the reckoning the rolling of the dice there's a like a up top double finger breakers there's a superplex from dunn to dane there's the bitter end on priest and that still didn't end it there's a senton by dane that breaks up the pin and then dane is going for a senton while pete dunn is on his back hits lands it on priest but he rolls away because he's kind of in pain dunn pushes him out dunn is already on top of priest and pete dunn pins Damien Priest, just like that. He was still laid out from the bitter end earlier on. And Pete Dunn is going on to Survivor Series to face Adam Cole. But, uh, yeah, I was really into this match, I think, for the first, like, little while. But it just it got to the point where, and I'm not one to complain about 
false finishes and stuff, but this was like, okay, like, let's go. I agree. I I don't know what it was. It just didn't entirely click. And everything about it was, was good. Um, I think it it was the, it was the kicking out of the finishes for me, uh, kind of took me out of it. And then it was like, oh, you're doing it again. You're doing it Mm -hmm. again. You're doing it again. It was still good. It was good. It was a lot of fun. Um, I want Pete Dunne to get a different finish for when he's against big guys. Okay, he didn't win the match with the bitter end. Oh no, he was trying for the finger breaker a lot. Like yes. that's his that's been his finish for a while. But I thought him hitting the bitter end on Dane just looked ridiculous because True. Dane barely left his feet. Right. And realistically, no matter how like strong, strong you are in kayfabe, it's you're not you're not pump handling Killian Dane huge. and turning it into an F5. Come on, get out. Yeah. Um, and then it was the same with Priest as well. He he tried to hit it on him. Well, he did hit it on him. And again, I was like, uh, it's a big guy. And I think he'd be better finding some kind of, uh, some other move he can use against the big guys. Yeah, I guess so. I, I know that he was, he's been on TV week to week using that like arm breaker with the fingers. And that's a cool move too. But and that's true. It's like, just not like a, a guy of any move. size. Yeah. You snap your fingers exactly. and keep wrenching on him. You're going to tap. Uh, so that match was awesome. I really liked it, but it just felt like it just lagged a little bit at the end there. But um, Pete Dunne is the obvious choice for the Survivor Series title match there, obviously. Like, that makes the most sense. Uh, do any people in the room have some things? Uh, yeah, I think... Um, oh, so Dallas feels that Dunne could become champion tomorrow. He thinks he's going to beat a weakened Adam Cole. Whoa. Um, Mitch, uh, sorry, MJ from MJ thinks the match should have ended four times before it did. Yes. Um, Hansi says, I know we have Dunn versus Cole, but I'm glad Dunn won the match because he needs to be in a featured match on Survivor Series. Dane isn't a main event guy yet, and it's too soon for Priest. Um, Aaron picks out that it took a long time for the crowd to get into the match. Um, yeah, I, again, people seem to be on the same page as us here. Yeah, I think so. That it was a good match. It was, it was a, good a match. fine match, but maybe just overstayed its welcome. A also, little. like we've been watching Pete, uh, sorry, Killing Dane and Damian Priest. They're two characters that are still kind of new. They're in the slot. They're not. They're not kind of ready for a Survivor Series yeah. spot. But you know what? They really brought it tonight. So good on these guys. I really, I really like this one more than the one from Toronto Takeover where that Pete Dunne was involved in, which is weird. That I really was looking forward to that. It kind of fell flat for me. Mm. This one I thought was better. Yeah, I no, I thought this was a good match. Yeah, I think maybe they shouldn't have announced that the winner faces Cole yeah. beforehand. Sure, because a lot of the time in NXT we've seen a match which is never announced as number one contenders, but you just know from the pecking order that it Who's kind of be? is. Yeah. And I think if it would have felt more open and I'd have bought one of the other guys winning more had they not have announced that. And then at the end, you could put out a tweet or or Kathy Kelly announces, hey, having won that match, Pete Dunne gets a shot tomorrow against the NXT world champion. Definitely. But I- I'm excited for that match. I hope Pete Dunne doesn't win. Because I could ruin the prophecy and that whole thing. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. But good good showing from all three guys. I really, really enjoyed that match. Uh, the next match is something I also really enjoyed. I was looking forward to this all day. Uh, this is a wrestling fan, a real wrestling fan's kind of wet dream match. We were teased Finn Balor, Johnny Gargano. But yes. due to uh, this uh, nasty 1916 on the entrance ramp, uh, looks like Johnny Gargano's out of commission. This is the first takeover since 2016 that Johnny Gargano is not a part of. Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that insane? That's yeah. crazy. Gargano, Mr. NXT, Mr. Takeover, in my opinion, uh, one of my favorites. He's not in this mm-hmm. card. This match will hopefully happen down the line. Finn Balor, Johnny yeah. Gargano. On a bigger stage, maybe. 
Sure. This could be WrestleMania program, uh, WrestleMania weekend takeover program, or even sooner than before. But instead, we have Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor. And this is still a wrestling fan's yeah, dream Yeah, I think here. this is the perfect replacement yes. uh, for Gargano is right. Matt Riddle. I, what do I always say on, on these shows? That Matt Riddle is the, the ace in the sleeve for Triple H. He's like, yeah. need, a, need a problem? Matt Riddle is my guy. Because yeah. he's, he's just waiting here to be the guy. In a year from now, Matt Riddle will probably be champion. Uh, will be the, the, the big or draw. Or in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely. So Matt Riddle, Finn Balor here on NXT TakeOver War Games. Now, this match, uh, Finn Balor now is more so the rock and roller. He's the heel Balor. And yes. we see a lot of the difference in this in this uh, match here. The storytelling is different. He's a he's a meaner guy now. He's an asshole. He's the rock and roller. Uh, no demon. Doesn't do his arm things. He's like... Yeah, I quite enjoy his new entrance. So he does the first arm thing, and then just, the spotlight just goes on yeah. him and follow. It Batista did it when he turned heel, right. like just all the lights off and a single spotlight. Mm. Um, yeah, it fits him. It works. Yeah. And his gear looks slick, like Venom or whatever black gear. Obviously, Matt Riddle kind of looking like Spider Man actually with the red and. Uh, Was he? I might. I'm. I'm not high on sports. I think it might have been Chicago yeah, Red yeah, Sox yeah, or something know. like that. Sure. Uh, someone will correct me. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Chicago Red Sox. Is that the right team? Yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I've got <laughs> that wrong. I think you're getting heat. <laughs> uh, Matt Riddle, Finn Balor, here we go. They start off by literally like shooting it up. Both guys are really technical and, and really quick. Uh, Matt Riddle kind of has the, the size advantage, and he gets gains that early on with a bunch of gut wrenches. Um, Balor instantly lands on his feet. And Chicago White Sox. Yeah, I was going to say, bad. you're totally off there. Yeah, <laughs> holy wow. Even I was like, what? It's been a long day. I'm sorry. Like, what? <laughs> uh, Balor c- continues to be, or sorry, fights, counters out of the gut wrenches and hits a basement drop kick. Um, he's working now. He's like slowing the pace down. This is how I know he's wrestling as a heel. Finn Balor slowing the pace down. Yeah. More stomps. He's like become Randy Orton, essentially. Um, and here's a little inside information you can't get anywhere else. The commentators here are like, oh, he's working down on the breathing of Matt Riddle. You see, he's working. He's working. He knows he can stop the, the, the controlled breathing of Matt Riddle. That is a smart tactic by Finn Balor because I'm not sure if you saw Finn Balor's tweet this week, but he posted a picture of himself maybe enjoying uh, the demon's lettuce, a little bit of the demon's lettuce. You know why he was doing this? He was doing it to prepare how he would feel, how the lungs would be. So here, he knows Matt Riddle's lungs are weak. So he attacks them from all that demon's lettuce. So he's attacking the lungs here and the breathing of Matt Riddle. Uh, Balor just, there's a spot where Riddle is outside the ring. Balor runs and hits like a, almost like a wrecking ball drop kick. But his one foot kicks Matt Riddle in the face and they show the replay and Riddle's face goes one of those like wonky like his face looked like jello in this I hope he's okay this looked like it hurt Uh, he's feeling this one he's taken a few smacks in the face before (laughs) I'm sure he's fine Uh, well that's why he's smoking the demon lettuce to yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so they go back into the ring Um, Finn Balor goes for not the Pele the over what is he? Not the Pele kick. He doesn't call it the Pele kick because I don't think he's a fan of Pele. Right. Uh, so just calls it the overhead kick. The overhead kick from Finn Balor, but Riddle catches it, blocks it, and hits him with a beautiful ankle lock. And he's got this ankle lock. He's gearing it. He's grinded it. Finn Balor keeps going for the ropes, but uh, the, the commentators are like, yo, if Riddle really wants to get this, he's got to lock in the grapevines, the, uh, the, the, the legs there. But he does not, and Balor gets to the middle rope. Now, there's a spot here where Riddle's about to go on the attack, but... 
Balor sells that he's he's misstepped and twisted his ankle. Mm. And he's selling it like injury. And I was like, whoa, did he just hurt himself? And the ref's like, hey, are you okay? And Riddle kind of takes a second there. And then Balor runs at him and hits a crazy, like, just a beautiful AJ-style dropkick. I, I don't think he was faking it. Did oh. you pick up he was faking it? I thought he was faking no, it. No, because he'd been locked in that ankle lock for a long yeah. time. And then you've got the follow-up from the coup de grace that he misses later. Okay. So I think he was a... Le- Legit, like selling. Legit sell. selling. He was good at the sell. I think he was doing the, okay. oh, I'm injured. Because either way, he was really good at the selling. I was yeah. like, oh, man, he can't walk. This is, He's hurt. Well, he still manages to hit a, a, a dropkick, which drop was great. Yeah. Uh, but then he goes for a German suplex. Finn Balor, Germans, Matt Riddle. But Matt Riddle instantly gets up. He hulks up. He's It's the Ishii he's spot. Ishii. Yeah. Yeah. He hypes up. And then uh, Germans... Finn Balor with the bridge, only a two count. He hits the ripcord into the flash knee, and the power bomb is countered into the double stomp. Uh, there's a sling blade. Riddle fights back with a spear and the jack hammer. Mm. Looks way better than uh, Goldberg's. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. It looks good. It looks good. The bro hammer, as Mauro calls it. Uh, it's only a two count. How funny is that, that he's using it as not a finishing move? <laughs> what a troll because he's not as good as Goldberg true greatest right. wrestler ever in the WWE yep uh, so he hits the bro to sleep here in Chicago I think there was a few CM Punk chants um, he goes then for the floating bro which is like a jumping off the top rope like corkscrew senton yeah I, as he was about to do this I literally said to you uh, while watching this I'm like Kayfabe wise, he should stop hitting this move because he never hits it. And wouldn't you believe that uh, he doesn't hit it because Finn Balor gets the yeah. knees up, um, which hurts his back, gets him in the lower turnbuckle, and Finn Balor hits the move that I used to call when he was in NXT the drop kick of death mm. because he drop kicks you so hard that you bounce against the turnbuckle. It's the- Shotgun, yeah, drop shotgun yeah. drop kick. It looks great all the time. I just feel you're going to snap your neck. It's dangerous, right? Yeah. Which sets up Matt Riddle in the drop zone. Balor goes up top. He goes for the coup de grace, but misses it. Lands on his feet. Riddle counters this. Riddle puts him into the bro mission. And somehow Finn wiggles out of that. There's a kick to the head of Riddle. Finn Balor picks him up. Hits the 1916, the front lift, like arm kind of hatch into the brain buster. And Finn Balor pins Matt Riddle, bro. Uh, this was awesome. This is everything I expected out of this match. This was just crazy. Two hard hitters. They're both like kind of different, but not so different after all, considering yeah, the, a lot of the this is uh, I'm much much preferring this Balor yes. to actually Balor since he was in NXT. Right. I I wasn't overly hot on his matches. I I kind of saw that he was good, just didn't have an like an emotional investment in them. Right. Um, and now I think uh, this character works so well for him. Riddle's the perfect opponent. I think Riddle's in a spot where he can take these losses and it doesn't really matter. When you want to start heating him up back again, mm-hmm. you can. But I think Balor is the project here. Balor should be one of your top heels in NXT uh, and needed the win here. Definitely. Yeah, I, 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 there was no doubt that Finn Balor shouldn't have won this match, but good showing from both guys. I, I, I love this. I mean, you're right. Finn Balor instantly is rejuvenated here. Uh, there's so many fresh up matches. You could do a rematch of this. He did win clean, shockingly. Yeah. The heel won clean here. Uh, so, I mean, you could do a rematch, but also, like, realistically, he should be going for the title because he's like, yo, I'm the top guy. But maybe not so much yet because we'll get to that later. Uh, so I don't know where we go with them. I do want to see Gargano, Finn Balor. Yeah, I mean that it's 
been quite hush-hush with his injury. Right. Um, I believe it's more of a, a day-to-day thing, so hopefully he'll be back sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's the program you do next. Um, I see him eventually going for the title, yeah. but it will have to be once it's off Adam Cole. Yeah. Unless Undisputed Era have a babyface run down the line. Oh, imagine. Which might might freshen things up a bit, because after Champa, I don't know. Do you go back to Riddle? I, I don't think so. So mm. uh, maybe that's what we'll do. Um, if I go to the, the chat room here, yeah. uh, MJ loved Balor's Hill entrance. Uh, Sean feels that the show did miss Johnny Wrestling. I always miss Johnny Wrestling. Um, I'm getting some hate for saying Chicago Red Sox. Of course. It was Chicago Bulls. I'm sorry. That's I'm not... <laughs> different team completely, but yeah, that's, that's... That was the gear he was in. Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. Chicago Bulls and Boston yeah. Red Sox. Oh, it was totally Chicago Bulls. And, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not a big sports oh guy. God. Go Blue Jays. Um, heat. Riddle, Lee, and O'Reilly. Sorry, who's this? Dallas says, Riddle, Lee, and O'Reilly will be the next NXT champions sometime next year. I think all three guys have the crowd behind them, which is important when it comes to being champion. Um, a couple of them thought the match started off quite slowly. Uh, Hansi liked the match, but it was definitely the weakest of all the matches, um, but probably because of the slow pace to start with. Yeah, it was definitely slower because Finn Balor's a heel now. Yeah. Heels aren't supposed to do flashy moves because you're not supposed to like yeah. the moves he's doing. Uh, he needs to do more like heel things. That's that's it. But I like I love this match. I would watch it again. I I want to see. I love both of these wrestlers, so I want to see both of them do more things. But a, a rematch is not something I'm opposed to. But loved it. Definitely one of the really great match. Um, we see uh, Denzel Curry. He's doing the theme song. Uh, Ricky from tonight's takeover and he's in the crowd and he is just having a fantastic night. This guy and his crew were just loving life here in NXT. Uh, but it's time for the, the, the main event war games, the men's war games, mm. team Champa versus team undisputed era. We have Champa, Dominic Dijakovic, Keith Lee, and a mystery vacant, a vacant, <laughs> yeah, a mystery persons. Um, now we have Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish. So there's a, there's a whole, whenever there's a mystery opponent, mystery tag partners, the internet, Twitter loves to go crazy with their speculations. Yeah. So what did we have? We had us saying that you wanted the, the fourth member to come out dressed as Rambo is Velveteen Dream with guns blazing going to war. We didn't get that. No. A lot of people on Twitter were saying this is going to be the debut, and I did not want this one second, so I'm happy <laughs> this was not the outcome. But a lot of people were like, it's going to be the debut of John Morrison. John Morrison. <laughs> John Morrison? No. Please. No. Please. God, no. Please. No. I was. I would have been upset if that were the outcome. Um, but there was a – there was – there's some rumblings. There's some people thinking, well, storyline, kayfabe-wise, if you've been watching all these invasions and, and all the stuff that's been happening, that perhaps Kevin Owens would somehow come into this match. Yes, because he got jumped by Undisputed Era right. earlier this week. Triple H offered him the chance to come right. back to NXT. Um, yeah, and I think the way they built up this surprise was um, we, you weren't sure whether it was going to be announced earlier in the show over Twitter, whether he'd have an entrance and then go in the cage. Mm. But they left it right to the timer goes yeah. down. You need something pretty big yeah. for that. Yeah, um, He delivered on... The crowd went insane. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's a NXT favourite. 
And I love how he came back in his old gear. I'm wearing it right now. Shirt right now. I had to go into the closet. The taped up KO shirt. Yes, I thought that was really cool. Wearing his NXT shirt. Yeah, it'll be a hot seller again right now. I'm sure it's probably releasing it. Hot cakes. Uh, So we'll we'll go into this match. It's just as the women's one kind of played out with the people entering the match. So. Again, I just kind of spoiled that Kevin Owens is in the match. However, he's not announced yet. We don't know this until later. He's the last entrant in this match. So, let's start the War Games match. Team Champa, Team Undisputed Era. On Twitter today, Champa said that this would be the return of the Psycho Killer. And in fact, it was in his entrance. He's got his, like, hockey mask. He looks like Casey Jones from the Ninja Turtles. Looking like... Jason Voorhees is looking like he's going to fuck someone up. Skeletor. He looks scary in this thing. He looks badass. Uh, I almost wish he had it on a bit longer because the reveal is cool. Should have worn it in the match. Yeah. Saves your face from getting thrown into the cage. Right? Psycho killer. Qu'est-ce So the match starts off with the Blackheart, the psycho killer, going up against one of my favorites who's now made his SmackDown uh, match debut, Roderick Strong. My boy, one of my favorites, um, and I can't wait to see him on Survivor Series in that match. What a guy. Uh, he's going one-on-one at Champa to start this match in the double rings, in the double cage. Uh, Champa eats a backbreaker early on. You wouldn't expect anything less from Roddy, Roddy match. But Champa fights back with flying knees. He's hitting, like, repeated running knees, and he's out like a light... Like a light, as Morrow says, he loves his hip-hop references. Um, Roddy fights back with the double knee buster, the Gibson special. And here comes the first, uh, the cage unlocking. Undisputed Era has the advantage because Adam Cole won the ladder match last week. So here comes Kyle O'Reilly, and O'Reilly and Roddy are just beating up Tomasa Ciampa. They're doing a train of the Roddy classic... He just runs back and forth. running with the forearm back and forth. Yeah, I I mean, it hurts more because you're running. Oh, yeah. Obviously. For sure. You've got all that momentum. The momentum of You know what would hurt more? If he did a roly-poly first. You always hurts more when you roll. You've got to roll. Or you spin. You've got to roll. Do it on a table as well. (laughs) It hurts more when you're on the table. You're not putting him through a table. Just do it on the table. It's going to hurt more. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So Kyle is in there, and they're beating him up. There's, like, backbreakers and flying knee combos. But here comes Dominic Dijakovic. He's next to help Champa. He runs in. He's booting Kyle. He's tossing Undisputed Arrow around like ragdolls. The size difference here is crazy. This dude is a big lad. Uh, there's the suplex, suplex throw from Dijak. He's just bouncing these guys around. But as this is happening, it's time to bring in the next person. And Kyle O'Reilly is getting beat up in the ring. But here comes his dad, Bobby Fish, to help him out. <laughs> Kyle's dad, Bobby Fish, runs in the ring. And he's in. And they're uh, they're beating the hell out of Dijakovic. They're beating the hell out of Champa. There's backbreakers. There's chasing the dragon. One of my favorite double team moves. The, the kick and brain buster combo. Keith Lee now comes in to even the odds. He's bopping these guys up. Everyone, you know, everyone needs a little thing with some bopping it. Uh, he's doing the drop down, jump up cross body on both Kyle and Fish. And then hits the cross body. This is crazy. Both oh, he's so athletic. How? He's I huge. Think- he was the right guy for this spot before your reveal of who the mystery partner is. Right. He's he's the guy you want. This, this running in save your team, it's essentially the hot tag. Yeah. It's ridiculous what this guy can do. And he just oozes personality as well. Right. Uh, he's a star for sure. Yeah, definitely. He then hits like a slingshot. He's in between the rings. Hits a slingshot crossbody into Undisputed, or on two of them. But then here comes... 
Adam Cole, the last Bebe. member. Yes, baby. He comes in and they're like, the shot here is like, Undisputed Era is like hyenas. They're like wolves. They're attacking, stomping a mud hole down on Keith Lee. Champa tries to, to help him, but he gets, uh, he gets beat up for his troubles. Adam Cole grabs a bunch of weapons. Uh, he goes in there, but he gets sent through a table early on that's like on the outside. Um, and uh, Fish, Bobby Fish hits a low blow to Keith Lee. So kind of Undisputed Era has the advantage here. But we have the countdown for the last remaining member. And here it comes. Kevin Owens' music hits. The crowd goes insane. They're Sure, they're not how sure they feel about it. And then they're like, wait, this is pretty cool. Yeah. If you're a longtime indie wrestling fan, then obviously you know the, the maybe the history of Kevin Steen and Adam Cole. They're like buddy buddies. And this, the people always thought that he should join Undisputed Era. But that's not the case. I loved here. how they delayed the entrance. As yeah, well. this reminds Make me. Wait. You know those rides at theme parks where you go up in a tower oh. and it does a countdown at the top. But sometimes they hold they you lie. after the countdown. No, or they lie to you, or they lie and drop you yeah. early. Uh, this was like that because they the the buzzer hit like the countdown hit, right. and there's silence. So undisputed are doing that. <laughs> there's no screwed. one. No there's one. There's no one else. So it builds up the audience more and more. And then the da na 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 hit. Um, as someone in the chat room noted, uh, with Kevin Owens joining this match, all eight of these guys are PWG Whoa, guys. Whoa, that's so which true. Which is kind of crazy. That's insane. Yeah. yeah, all of these guys are indie darlings. Yeah. Triple H has plucked them from the indies, killing the indies, and running NXT now. And it's worth noting that uh, Triple H has said on his post-show yeah. that he's not sure if Kevin Owens is going to be Team Raw or Team NXT Whoa. tomorrow. So that's a cool little story going forward. There we go. Kevin Owens, come back to... If it works for Finn Balor, yeah. it works for Kevin Owens. Yeah. Right? Right. Uh, so Kevin Owens comes in. He's in. He's attacking. The crowd's going wild. Uh, he beats up uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Roderick Strong. And then there's a standoff between Kevin Owens and Adam Cole, the ghost of Adam Cole, really. Uh, <laughs> they stare down. And he does, Adam Cole does the Undisputed Era hand sign, which I'm trying to do right now, but it's a podcast you can't see. I don't know how to do it. I think it's something like Undisputed Era. I don't know how to do it. It's too it? hard. Too sweet, too sweet is way easier. Yeah. Kevin Owens looks at him, thinking, whoa, will he join Undisputed Era? Instead, does the, the classic suck it. Uh, well, he also does the thing that we all do when we're trying to do it. He's like, yeah, how do I don't do know how to do this thing. Thing. Like, nah, I it. can't join your team. I don't know how to do the hand sign. Uh, and I don't look good in yellow. So he beats up Adam Cole. Hits. Uh, this is classic WrestleMania 14. The classic super kick, counter, spin around, and the stone cold stunner on Adam Cole. Sells it like a goddamn genius. This, yeah. is, this is the gift you're going to be seeing. Just beautiful. Hits that. Then uh, Era start to, to beat him up again. He hits his like suplex into the Sushi Garoshi style move that Kevin Owens does. He power bombs guys onto each other. Uh, it's just insane. Uh, so Roddy gets tossed like into the cage a bunch. His head is bouncing. We go back into the other guys. They're in the other ring. Champa's hitting his, his rope-assisted DDT on O'Reilly. Lee hits a crossbody off the top to everyone. O'Reilly's hitting flying knees, knee bars. Dijak... While Kyle has a knee bar on, on, like, I think Lee, Dijak does a lion salt onto Kyle O'Reilly. Just crazy. Uh, there's the angel wings, but there's, like, breakouts. There's, it's total chaos. I think it's the angel wings followed by a swanton by yeah. Kevin Owens. Yeah, Kevin Owens hits a swanton. He used to always do it in the indies, uh, mm. in, in Ring of Honor and such. Looked awesome. He should continue to do this move. Um, Roddy then goes for a top rope angle slam on Keith Lee. Just insane. Just crazy. Um, there's a tease with Adam 
Cole and Kevin Owens in between the rings. There's like this steel thing. And Kevin Owens teases the package pile driver, his old finishing yeah. move. Now, he's never done this move in the WWE. No, he he adapted it so he turned it into like a power bomb. It sucks. And it's not as good. No, it's shit. Why? Well, I don't okay, get Okay, so you have a gripe with this. Let me let me explain it and then you can argue yes. it. So, he's teasing this. Now, as an indie mark like myself, I'm like, oh my god, is this the time where they let him do it? Last year in War Games... Uh, the classic, do a double moon, yeah. and we saw it. So clearly in war games, they're doing things they don't let you do in WWE, like Ricochet doing a double moon. Mm. So tonight, I thought that for some chance, I would see a package pile driver. I did not. He goes for it. Adam Cole counters, goes up to like the cage part, and goes and somehow still connects with the Panama City sunrise on Kevin Owens. Holy shit, what a spot here. Now, your argument here is why can Adam Cole do a pile driver, but Kevin Owens can't? Well, yeah, this is ridiculous. Why is a... Because it's a package. Also, remember, during the week, we saw this off a ladder. Yeah. Why are we seeing flipping pile drivers, and that's okay, (laughs) but the package pile driver... It's because it's a package. You're not allowed. So if you flip first... Now, there's there's that story Jericho brought up on his podcast once when the the Styles Clash was banned. Yeah. Because uh, I think Yoshitatsu broke his neck. A few people got hurt. The late Adrian Lionheart broke his neck from the move, from taking it wrong. And uh, so Vince was like, it's banned. And then Jericho said, do it, just do it in this match as like a, a high spot. Not as the finish, just as like a transitional move. Okay. And then he went to Vince, oh, that move, what did you think of it? And he's like, yeah, look, look good. He's like, yeah, it's perfectly safe. It's just a front drop. He's like, yeah, that's fine. Awesome. He's like, that's the Styles Clash. Oh. Now, Kevin Owens should just change the name. Change it to another cocktail. you got the Panama Sunrise and <laughs> it's fine. The Cape just Cod. Just call it the Cape Cod, the Mojito, whatever. And <laughs> yeah. just do it. Why would Kevin Owens have a new move called the, the Mojito? That doesn't... No, that's... The Caesar! A Canadian one. Come on, go. the bloody Caesar. Yeah, that's like a, his new like a finisher. French drink. <laughs> um, the Orange Julius, which I think originated from Montreal. Okay. There you go, the OJ. Yeah. No, let's not call it the OJ. <laughs> He's really killing him with it. <laughs> Damn. Damn, okay. Uh, so, so, so Kevin Owens does not hit the package pile driver. My heart still aches to see that move in WWE programming. However, the Panama City Sunrise, or the Panama Sunrise as they call it here, still connects just crazy. Um... We go back. They're they're still fighting all over the place. Uh, there's a Project Champa, which is a power bomb by Champa that he then puts his knees up and slams you. I love this move on Kyle O'Reilly. It looks like it kills him. He gets up and eats a super kick from Adam Cole, but then fights back. There's knees. There's super kicks. There's more knees. Cole and Champa. Then there's two tables set up in the middle of the ring in one corner in one of the rings. Champ- Adam Cole tries to like run away and Champa fight uh, chases him. And we forget about that. The camera doesn't stay on them. It cuts back to the other ring, and we see uh, Dijakovic choke slamming. Uh, I think Bobby Fish through a table off the top rope. We then see uh, KO hitting a frog splash through Kyle O'Reilly that countered a move from. It's so just crazy. Kyle O'Reilly has is it Dijak caught in yeah. the, caught in the triangle, but he's like using the table for leverage yeah and to break it up ko hits the frog through the right table through the table so on him. so lead power bombing or yeah lead power bombing fish through a table there's choke slams through tables there's frog splash through tables it's just crazy uh we think it's all over it cuts back 
to Champa and Cole, they are now on top of the cage structure. The 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 top there, there's like a chain where Champa's like holding. He he punches and beats up Adam Cole. This is this gave me anxiety watching this. This I have a I think I'm scared of heights. I think it's weird because I would watch as a kid, Kurt Angle climb to the top of a cage, right? Hit a moonsault, and you're like, yeah, and right, I go, right. that's really cool, right? Now. Because I'm older, I'm in my 30s now. Of course. I watch these guys on top, and I'm going, oh god, guys, please be safe, please, please be fall. safe, oh I... no, oh, oh, and you're, you're picking him, you're picking him up. This was scary, this because, was really... Because the cage had these, like, pockets, and Champo's feet were in them. Yeah. Where it's his feet... That like, was his balance. His whole thing could, he could fall backwards and he would die. His whole body would break because his body would be locked in those little holes with the cage. It's just terrifying. So Champa gets his balance, somehow puts Adam Cole on his shoulders in like a fireman carry, air raid crash type move. And rem- remember, there's two tables set up in the corner behind them. The keyword, behind him. He's looking behind. This is not like, this is looking in your, your rear view mirror here. And Champa just almost, just jumps ever so slightly, just falls backwards almost with Adam Cole on his shoulders, an air raid crash, midnight special, whatever you want to call it. Through these two tables off the cage, this spot was bananas. This was so scary. Again, not allowed to do a package park driver, <laughs> but pick a guy up on your back and drop him on his fucking neck through a table 15 feet in the air. Holy also, shit. Mama mia. Champers had what? Two matches? Since being Six. back? career-ending neck, neck injury. And then falls backwards. And then like, all right, I'm going to jump off a cage. Backwards. tables. <laughs> Backwards. <laughs> it's just crazy. Ridiculous. Uh, so I mean, Champa- this, is, this is why these guys are the best in the world at what right. they do, I think. The trust between Adam Cole and Champa yeah. to do a spot like this. Uh, Jesse noted, uh, we were watching it with Jesse from The Six yeah. earlier, and he was like, ah, oh, Cole, that's two takeovers in a row where Cole falls off a cage through a table. Yeah. The last one was a, like a Safer. full. Safer. This was scary. Watching this, now I've seen a bunch of people tweeting live from here, posting their live videos right. at the spot. It just looks crazy. This is from madness. every angle. Like- yeah, this is crazy. Like, I know we've seen some stuff in wrestling, but this looked just crazy. Mm. Uh, he, they land. It looked like Cole just takes the blunt of it, like his whole back. Like, I know you're falling through tables. It's got to save you somehow. I know the boys love falling through some tables. It helps the fall. But, like, yo, that's so high up. Uh, Champa pins Adam Cole. Both champions pinned tonight in war games. Uh, so Champa, Team Champa, they standing tall, undisputed era, lose. Yeah, lose again at war games. They're it's lucky. meant to be their thing. They've won one out of three. <laughs> yeah, not good. Don't this be- is like, you know, when Mick Foley was like, Helena sells my match. It's like, it's not your match, Mick. <laughs> Keep losing. You've just been in one. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> stop just stop saying to Helena Cell. If next year comes around and Regal's like, undisputed era, you're in a war games. They're like, no. No, no. Honestly, no. We are now team, like, take off the arm, man. Oh, no, we're not Undisputed. Uh, Undisputed Era are lucky that this was not for all the gold. Yeah. Because they would have lost everything to, They'd have lost to Dijakovic, yeah. What I, I did like both in this match and the women's match, as soon as the big spot happened, it was a cover. Yeah. It was one, two, three. Yes. Sometimes I feel there's a bit too much stalling after. Sure. Uh, I like that, and it, it made... Perfect sense. Of course, you go for the cover right away. This was crazy. Also, we've got to note uh, there was quite a scary moment earlier in the match. It's a spot that Roderick Strong's done 
in every war game. Oh, match. yeah. I think in the first one it was uh, War Raiders tossed him over yeah. from one ring to the other. I think True. Viking... Uh, sorry, no, uh, Authors of Pain did it in the first one, uh, Viking Raiders last year. This time Lee and Dijakovic tried to toss him from one ring to the other, and he kind of gets caught midway through the middle and second rope and, like, landed on his head. Yeah, it looked it like looked- it... It hurt. looked kind of nasty, yeah, so I hope, I, I hope he's okay. You're right, his his head bounced off one of the cables, the rope cable, like the ro- ring ropes. It looked kind of like it hurt, would hurt. He still fought in the rest of the match and got beat up yeah. even more. Now, from this spot at the end, does Adam Cole wrestle tomorrow? Do you think he'll defend the championship? Do you think there'll be another match announced instead? Do you think he'll just go ahead, beaten up? Like, he's just dropped through a table. I think this is what's going to happen. I think we're going to see throughout the night you have Undisputed Era in multiple matches. We have Roderick Strong in the triple threat. So I think Roddy's going to lose that. I think Undisputed Era won't win theirs as well. And then somehow all come out conveniently to help the injured Adam Cole beat Pete Dunne somehow in some mischievous ways. I think that's the most logical thing. To save their titles. To save their ass. And then they kind of regroup coming up in NXT. Then you progress into the storylines that this match has now set up instantly for us. Because tag champs, you could put... Uh, Dijakovic and Lee together. They've got to be a team now. Yeah, fight uh, fight Undisputed Era for the tag titles. And then you have... um, You have... Adam Cole defending against Champa down the line, and then Roderick Strong and Kevin Owens. Sure, uh, Roderick Strong still has his history with Dream, who will be coming back. Who I yes. thought would show up in this match. Uh, so there's so much that spirals out of this. You're right. How does Adam Cole fight tomorrow? But this match was crazy. Uh, again, I'm not taking anything out of these guys. I did prefer the women's one. It just felt a little bit more fresher, obviously, because we've yeah. never seen the women's war games. But this one was equally as crazy. I said I, that I, I don't know how you top a double moon, but watching that final spot, I'm like, man. I think the final like, spot, yeah, look nasty. And the the concept of war games is is kind of flawed. Um, of course, it's kind of weird that you've got to wait 20 minutes before the match starts. I yeah. feel I feel it would add more drama to have pinfalls and submissions can come whenever because. Just think, you've got Kyle O'Reilly locking, uh, it's like Kyle and Bobby, two on one. Sure. They've locked in the knee bar, and there's, there's I don't 10 know. seconds before the next person K-fade comes out. wise I don't think it works. Because then, like, your two on one could instantly beat someone, no Exactly, problem. but that builds the, like, it's, this guy knows in 10 seconds, his partner's going to come sure. in and break up the submission, uh, and is in the agony, and is like, just hold on, and then you you've got Marrow, hold on! You can put him in the submission anyways. You Her, can. Injure him. I just, I don't know. I yeah, think, I mean, I the think there's flaws to the matches, but Definitely. I think both the men and the women tonight found ways to keep it creative. There were some really cool spots. Um, yeah, hats off to everyone involved in the show. This was a fantastic takeover. Yeah. This was NXT does not miss. We watch NXT every Wednesday, and we say it's our favorite show. And this is the week. We did it. NXT beat we AEW in the Wednesday Night Wars. We beat them. Those boomers. Okay, boomer. Watch NXT. <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, yeah, so this was a crazy pay-per-view. I loved this. Uh, this was fantastic. I loved the, the the War Games match concept. You're right. It's a little silly, but it was really cool. Hats off to everyone in this match. I still say that the Women's War Games was my match of the night, but holy shit, that spot with Champa and Adam Cole was just just crazy. Psycho killer. Say. Uh, should we see what some other people thought of Absolutely. this takeover special? Because I know we have uh, feedback up. Forum.postwrestling.com. Every week we post up for NXT on the Post Wrestling Forum. And you can write in. It's free to join. And you can write in and write some feedback and questions for the show. Um, and we do them for our takeover special as well. Should I lead the first one? Um, do you want to go? Yeah. Sure. Well, first of all, I actually threw up a poll uh, tonight to okay. see uh, out of ten... 
uh, what people would vote, how they felt Takeover was. Okay. Um, what would you give it? I'd give it a nice 8 out of 10. You'd give it a nice 8? Yeah. I went for a 7 okay. for me. Um, just some great matches. For me, There's uh, there have been better takeovers. Yes. So I'm grading this on a takeover scale. Sure. Not necessarily a, a whole landscape of wrestling scale. Right. Um, the room seemed to like it. They gave it an 8.48. So go. pretty, pretty strong rating for NXT. And our first piece of feedback goes to Mystery. Uh, he says the women's war ga- games match was amazing, but I have incredibly mixed feelings of the ending. Rhea and Candice managing to beat Shayna, Io, Bianca, and Kaylee Ray all on their own feels really bad booking and harms the stock of everyone on the heel team just to prop up Rhea. However, the Dakota turn was great. Hopefully, they rehab Io and Bianca on NXT in the upcoming weeks. Uh, the triple threat match was okay. It felt like a cooldown match and went on too long. Ballard versus Riddle was a fine match, but it kind of felt slightly better than a main roster match. So similar style to a right sure, main roster. Yeah. Uh, not much to say on that. Maybe the main roster rubbed off on Finn Balor. On Finn, maybe. <laughs> uh, men's war game match was amazing. Please keep Adam Cole in your thoughts. He died tonight. <laughs> I ghost sure of hope Triple H knows necromancy for tomorrow. As an aside, Rhea Ripley named the NXT women's team for Survivor Series, which is Rhea, Io, Bianca, Candice... And Tony and the Kabuki Warriors have a new theme as well. Uh, so that's Kabuki. interesting. So Eo and Bianca from uh, the losing heel team yeah. are joining. And I think they were maybe, especially Bianca, were ones that were like, that's kind of weird, their team Shayna, because they both had beef with her beef. fairly recently. That's why I like it that they didn't lose. Yeah. Io Shirai and Bianca can be like, yo, we didn't lose. We didn't you lose did. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Hackman. They were smart to make the Queen of Spades the last entrance in War Games since she's the greenest. I was glad that they had her take the fall since, as I've noticed, she still can't take an Irish whip or run the ropes. Ooh, someone hates Shayna. They did most of the storyline as predicted. Yim injured Dakota Kai replaces her. Dakota turns heel. But instead of having Dakota join the heels in the ring, they even had her leave. That was weird. Priest did his best to carry the triple threat, but the match seemed slow. I actually nodded off near the end and had to rewind. Nigel was less unbearable on commentary, but he and Beth are better in small doses. Glad that Britt Baker finally got to see a women's match get above two stars. Oh, oh damn. Some shade throwing at Britt, uh, who yes. was shown in the crowd for looking very concerned. For like a goal. 0.3 seconds of a shot of Britt Baker. Did you know? She's a dentist. She is a dentist. Yeah. I'm not uh, sure if you knew Maro, that. Maro uh, name-checked her, though. Oh. She did, he did say uh, Britt Baker. See, if this were WWE and you show up in the crowd somewhere else, you gone. You out. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened to a Highlander. Uh, Moro <laughs> did also name-check the Viking Warriors, so it seems like they're on a fifth name in the company now. Great. Uh, we have Ari from Montreal. Britt Baker's vet face said it all. What a fucking takeover. <laughs> Love the turn. Predictable, yes, but it needed to be done. Honestly thought Mia Yim would come back and Tony Storm would come. Ripley and Candice winning was the right call, but made the rest of the women look weak. What a surprise as the fourth man. Really wasn't expecting it. Other two matches were awesome, and Damian Priest is a future world champ. Wow. Question. Riddle losing clean like that? What's next for him? Do they cash in the Goldberg feud? (laughs) WrestleMania weekend takeover? Tampa? Goldberg versus Matt Riddle. (laughs) I I think it's inevitable. I think it's going to happen at some point. He's got to beat Goldberg, though. Nah. Yeah. I know you love I know you love Goldberg. You walk around with your shirt off like I his kid all the time. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Tops off for Goldberg. 
<laughs> we go to Kissy Boots. I just realized everyone in the men's war game match, with the exception to Keith Lee, is a former Ring of Honor guy, even Kevin Owens. This show kicked off strong, and the women's war game match was by far my match of the night. Given how Rhea won tonight and how she won last night on SmackDown, she's pulled out some really clever moves. Oh, yeah. Shout out Rhea Ripley's creative finish on SmackDown this week. Did you see this? I did not. Charlotte no. has the, the figure eight mm. on someone. And you know how she, like, bends up? Yeah, yeah. Rhea Ripley slides in while she has it and hits a crucifix. It's, you are unable oh. to pick kick out of this, like, kayfabe or not. You are not kicking out of this crucifix because her way her body is, like, bending yeah. backwards. And Rhea Ripley got the pin. That's sweet. Yeah, nice. really cool. So, uh, yeah, definitely looking badass. Rhea Ripley, they're putting the rocket to her. And res- we did the show last year for the Mae Young Classic. Mm. And uh, and I don't think she was on this year's. She was on, like, previous. But she she's, like, a, someone we both she, look no, at. No, she was on Mae Young Classic 2. Yeah, Yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah. And and we see her on NXT UK sometimes. And I always were like, was like, yo, she's so she's so ready. She's a star. She looks badass. She, she's very different to all the other women exactly. she's got there. Looks like she could kill you. I do say... Great- Great on the mic. Um, the women's division in NXT, since even since Rhea Ripley been adding, it look at like there's so many different characters. Yeah. Your Io Shirai, your Rhea Ripley, your Shayna. There's so many different, and they and they pull me in. Honestly, I it's think so we good. saw we saw with the horsewomen when they it started to be like, okay, what kind of wacky color hair are you gonna have? And I'm not opposed to that because it did differentiate everyone. Like you had Sasha purple, you had yeah, sure. Bailey the like more kind of playing Karen. Next now she's Karen. Now she's Karen. Charlotte, the statuesque blonde, and Becky with the bright red hair. Right. And it did make all of them different. But now I think just personality-wise, yeah. all of it just oozes out from each and every woman in NXT and makes them very different characters. Um, I, I think their division's fantastic. Kissy Boots ends with, I was thinking Survivor she was going to be the better show, but with tonight interested, I'm wondering what's going to happen. Hmm. Uh, we go to Postmaster, who says, two War Games matches and no Tower of Goddamn Doom spot. I think there, there was, was a one few. in the What are you talking about? Yeah. What match were you Still watching? Still, 8 out of 10 from Postmaster. Do you then. want to read the other since sure. I read Sure, I'll go to Alexander from Portland. Hey! hey. You You're going to get a takeover soon. Uh, while Kevin Owens wasn't much of a surprise, what was a surprise was what he pulled off tonight. This is the most I've been behind Owens in the longest time, to the point where I'd rather see him dethrone Cole rather than Champa. I can only hope he stays a while in NXT. The main roster doesn't have anything better for him. Also, that women's match, holy shit, was it good. I don't know how takeovers keep getting better, but I'll find out soon. Tonight, WWE announced that Portland will host a takeover in February 2020. I feel like the last pay-per-view we had was in 2008. Wow. So color me very surprised. Wow. I don't care what deity I need to pray to. I need Gargano at takeover. <laughs> yes, we all do. Yep. Question. Do you think all of the current champions in NXT will retain their titles until the next takeover? Yes. February, I would say so. Yes. Or Champa becomes champion. I'm okay with that. Tomato champion. Tomato champion again. Jalen from Pickering. Haven't been able to watch and haven't been as invested in NXT lately, but this was a really good show. Having the guys that main evented the first takeover in an arena return at the same takeover issued kind of cool. I hope Owens stays in NXT. NXT feels like it has the most depth and variety of stories. Uh, P.S. The up next theme is Fuego and episode zero on the Patreon was the realest podcast I heard all year. I'm going to say it one more time. This is the last time I'm going to mention this show. If you join our Patreon, $5 a month gets you North American Champion. In fact, I think we even made that show free for Cruiserweights, which is just 205. I think it was available for all, yeah. 
Uh, if you ever want to know the history of myself joining the law and the dissension of the law and everything like that, it's the last time I'm going to say this. Now's your chance. Join and listen to our podcast because episode zero of our Up Next Patreon is me shooting. Shooting from the hip. Shooting That's the last the time I'm saying it. And if you also just want to get hyped for Survivor <laughs> Series tomorrow night, we had a very fun show. Uh, seems to get a lot of good feedback. Yeah. We had a draft with Mr. Pollock and Mr. Ting. Uh, we were talking all about Survivor Series, so check that show out as and well. yes, hey, sh- thank you, Jalen, for those kind words. But yes, the Up Next theme, produced by my buddy Shaheen, featuring your buddy... Uh, Dean, yeah, Warren, Warren yeah. D. The Up Next uh, theme song that we air here on every Wednesday and on this show right here is uh, Homegrown. Yeah, we made it. Yeah. And we know it's Fuego. Uh, go for it. Uh, we go to Brad. Hi, guys. Brad the Dad here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. I love Halifax. <laughs> I went earlier this year. Yeah. Great place. My son and I had a bonding night watching wrestling and eating nachos. His 10-year-old head was broken as his favourite, Adam Cole, went crashing through tables. What a bump. What a great show. AEW, WWE, New Japan, take note. Four matches and 2.5 hours can be enough and leaves you wanting more. NXT for life. Who is on the guys team tomorrow? Thanks, boys, and good night. I guess we'll find out, because as we're recording this, we kind of don't know. But we'll see. Uh, Scrump. Live from War Games. He is live. Uh, Scrump, friend of the show. Go listen to the PWT cast. He has some crazy guests on his his podcast, Live from Chicago. Uh, bang, bang. Holy shit, what a show. My boss got us a suite with two empty seats, which could have fit you two. Oh, I'm sorry, David. We didn't go to Chicago. He says the crowd was hot all night, especially for both War Games. He says, I missed half of the opening match due to me trying to find the event poster. I got it, but not autographed. Yes. Scrump has so many takeover posters autographed by everyone on the card. Damn. He's got some collectibles. I hope you lock your door at night, Scrump. Wow. Because wrestling fans are going to find out where you live. Uh, he says that Finn versus my new best friend, Matt Riddle, started off slow, but they turned Finn's music loud due to him getting a giant pop. The spear jackhammer combo was really fun. Yeah, Scrump said that if we went to Chicago, I would have uh, got to hang out with Matt Riddle and do two of our favorite things. Me and Matt Riddle's favorite thing. Um, he says, I jokingly told our group that Owens was the secret guest and my ears are still ringing from the pop. I'm not even being hyperbolic. That was loud. I almost threw up watching Cole and Champa on the, on the top of the cage and come crashing down. I looked over to see Britt Baker's reaction as her boyfriend got destroyed. And I could only imagine how scared she was. Can I hop in there? Yes. Yeah. Going to the chat room, John Cena has been watching the Triple H, uh, talk. Yeah. And he said that the director didn't know who Britt Baker Whoa. was, just looked for the person Who's with the like most shocked, shocked reaction, face. and it was her, oh. because it's her boyfriend, oh my God. and Triple H actually felt bad for putting her in that position, <laughs> oh. being shown on NXT TV, oh, no. when, and kind of like sympathised a bit, yeah, but that's okay. that's kind of cool that this was a very genuine reaction from Britt Baker Jeez. there. He says, all in all, great show, eight Pete Dunn's I'll break your fingers, out of ten. Thank you, Scrump. Thank you, buddy. Thank you very Miss much, you. Scrump. We go to Nas from NYC. Not the rapper. Not Nas. Uh, This was my first time watching a full takeover, and I loved it. Everything was awesome. The women's match had me on the floor. It was so good. One of the best heel turns in ages. Shout out to Kaylee Ray. She was awesome. I popped my tits off when Kevin Owens showed up. This takeover alone was worth half my yearly subscription fee for the (laughs) network. 10 out of 10. Uh, They showed Britt Baker on screen, and Moro referenced her. This means NXT has done more for AEW's women's division than AEW. Man. A lot of digs at the women's division tonight. Heat. Damn. Shade. Uh, 
During the show, Corey Graves tweeted this. Just for the record, guys, I know you wouldn't know it, but there's actually a WWE Hall of Famer and a former Ring of Honor champion on commentary. I'd imagine they have a lot to offer. Yeah, Beth Beth and Nigel? Nigel. I guess Corey is taking shots. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, oh, because it's all Maru, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, this clearly went over a lot of people's heads, as many were lambasting Corey for criticizing the commentary. But Corey is only criticizing one person, and that is Ronaldo. I followed Maro for ages, from boxing to MMA, to when I started watching NXT about two months ago. I've always been a fan, but last Wednesday and tonight, I found him way over the top, as he was cutting off the other two quite often. Moro in small doses is awesome, but on a weekly basis, he can be a bit too much. Hmm. I I love Moro Ronaldo. Um, He's the best. He is the best. I do find when it's the matches that maybe aren't connecting with me so much and he's giving these over-the-top calls, that's when I I check out a bit. In a War Games match, you need a Mauro Ronaldo. His call was Mama F and Mia. Exactly. You need him in those matches. But maybe in like your triple threat match, that's when you can let your other two do more of the work there. Sure. I'm going to read the next two because they're really small. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Gordon, not the former Prime Minister Brown. Gordon Brown, not the former prime minister oh. uh, from Motherwell. I mean, he spoke to him the other day. Didn't yeah, we, we yeah. did. We sent a, Hi, a video. Gordon. He says, "I'm not." I'm, he says, "I am going to keep this short." Holy fucking shit! What a show! <laughs> yes, Brian from New York. All I got to say is this was a flawless show, top to bottom. Even the little things like Owens coming out with his NXT debut Titantron and shirt was perfect. This could really be great. Forty-eight hours of events in Chicago. We go to Sango from Malaysia. Wow. Great show tonight. 8 out of 10. Could have been higher if Denzel Curry performed live. Dakota attacking Tegan honestly broke my heart. I was hoping she'd be the one to dethrone Shayna down the line. But after the beatdown, it looks like it just wasn't meant to be. At least it was fun seeing Shayna laugh it off while she came down the ramp. Dunn, Dane and Damien was really good, but felt it went on five minutes too long. And Priest stood out in this match, hitting that cool razor's edge on Killian was damn near perfect. KO being the surprise fourth man honestly bummed me out a bit. Thought it was fun seeing him tear through Undisputed Era and tease the hand sign with Cole. Speaking of Cole, my goodness, think of how huge his balls must be for willingly go through a bump like that. Yeah. Cheers to more NXT and the BDE. Hey, thank you. Uh, let's go to Sean from Scotland. He has wrote in a lot here because, get this, long time, first time. Long time, first time. Long time, first time. I'm going to nitpick through some of the stuff you said because, yeah, this is a lot. He says Garza and Swerve could have been technical, but something seemed a little off. He says he loves the women's war games. There was great spots, and Kai's turn was well done. Even if we saw it coming, Shirai gets me high. Triple Threat was okay, but it was a little bit below normal takeover. Riddle and Balor would like to see again with a bit more focus in the heel heat. Uh, the last match started off slow, but uh, this this match was crazy. He says he was surprised to see Britt Baker. He's got some questions to end it. With Kai's turn tonight, is there many heel women currently on the main roster for them all to be utilized? Yeah. Is there too many heels? Yeah, I kind of do agree. I right. think it means you're going to need to have like a Candice... Go for it again. Maybe maybe Eo Shirai turns EO, EO face, turns I mean. more of a like a tweener role. He also says, "Where does KO go from here? Is this a one-off, or is he going to join NXT?" Yeah, it'd be cool to see him join NXT. I I I'd much prefer him yeah. being back in NXT. To be honest, go for it. We have a lot of feedback. Holy, uh, Will in Chicago. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. First time, long time. First time, long time. Was at the show. Eo and Champa got the biggest reactions of the night. Highlighted the night was Champa jumping off the cage. <laughs> Wanted Matala match to go a bit longer. Yeah, I might be in the minority, but I think we will see because I want to see 
a rematch between Balor and Riddle, I think, down the line. Uh, let's go to one more piece here. Last one, because this is a lot. Hey, guys, this is Prakash from Michigan. He says, the women's war game was mind-blowing. Dakota Kai Hilton was expected, but the way it unfolded was a match. Was what took the match to a whole new level. All the women in the match were impressive. The triple threat was one of the best triple threat matches I've seen. Riddle-Balor match was good. I yelped when I saw Riddle deliver a GTS in Chicago. The men's match was really good. Not as good as the NXT war games two years ago. The arguably better than last year's. KO was not a very big surprise as he was one of the, one of the expected, but I still love seeing him back in NXT. Where does this leave him? I'm going to bed a very psyched up tonight. From being psyched up tonight, good night. Whew, that's a lot Thank of feedback. Cash, that was a Whew. lot of feedback. We got, yeah, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm tired of reading. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, seems like it was a, another win Solid. for NXT tonight. Um, they... They can't go wrong with these They don't miss. Triple H knows what he's doing. Uh, are we going to Portland? Take over Portland. Who's got a couch in Portland for us to crash? <laughs> we'll come crash in Portland. Uh, yeah, fantastic show. Um, some really cool spots, I think. Still just managing to be creative with the War Games gimmick. Um, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun tonight. Yeah, they definitely leave you knowing kind of... You know you're going to see Champa fighting Cole. This was the big return for Champa in a big spot match, and the guy's going backwards through tables. Crazy. Uh, the women definitely stand out for me. This was just crazy. You could tell a non-fan, like, look, watch this. And they'd be like, what? These women are going to go yeah. through all this? This is crazy. I think this was a knock. I, I gave this idea 8 out of 10 because this one delivered for me. I had a lot of fun watching it. And I'm not super into the War Games stipulation, but that's kind of maybe the the... I feel every time we've we've watched them, though, we kind of start off by saying that and then they win us over and they get us hooked. I think with the wrong people, this could be a terrible match. Right, yeah. Um, But they make it work every time. I kind of don't like seeing Undisputed losing two in a row. I think this Uh should be their gimmick. Um, But as you said, it it sets everything up in in play uh, moving forwards. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So that was our review. Takeover War Games 3 from Chicago. Uh, we will be joining John and Wade for Survivor Series. We'll be on the post. We're invading. You're going to be sick of us. I'm yeah, so sorry, I know. Guys. I'm, so sorry. I'm so sorry. But if you're not sick of us and you want more of us, you can join our Patreon. Uh, we have tiers. For $5 a month, you can join our North American Champion tier and get all the shows we put out. There was a $25 World Champion tier, which allows you to pick shows for us to review for a show we call Up Yours, which we're going to be doing the Cruiserweight Classic soon because yeah. uh, supporter Charbel has chosen that. Uh, we're doing a bunch of Star Wars reviews. We got the Mandalorian episodes weekly. That one's for free. That's on us. We just have Rogue One coming out. We have this Survivor Series Dream Team game that you came up with for us and John Away. We're getting a lot of love for this show. Go listen to it because Wei Ting's team is very creative. He, yes. w- he wins the game. Spoilers. He, like, he has to win the game. He has to. Technically. No spoilers. Jeez. Uh, so go listen to all the stuff we have coming out. We love doing it. We've created yeah. this, like, up next thing uh, since NXT kind of blew up here on the USA Network. Uh, it's kind of helped us. And so welcome if you're a new listener to all the stuff we've been putting out. Uh, you can follow us along if you don't want to subscribe to Patreons and all that. All you got to do is help us out by uh, subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, give us a good review. Follow the Up Next Twitter again at Up Next Podcast. Is there anything else I need to say? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Davey Portman. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram at the Bray D. And I want to say another thank you to everyone in the YouTube chat room today. Yes. It's been bumping in there. Uh, yes. You guys have been seeming to have a lot of fun chatting back and forth. Uh, so thank you. And if you want to join in, 
Every Wednesday after NXT at 10.30, you can, and it's BDE official on YouTube. Yes. Um, and similarly with future takeovers, uh, maybe we'll do something for Worlds Collide in January. Right. Who yes, knows? We will. Um, but yes, I think that's all. That's it. Uh, I'm enjoying uh, vodka soda right now and <laughs> intend to enjoy a few more. Yes, um, we will. We're going to have our own takeover invasion yeah. tomorrow night at Post Wrestling in the Post Office. But tonight we're going to have a little bit of the bubbly. It's not Wednesday, but I know on Wednesdays we like to have some wine. But tonight's a vodka cran. Tonight's Saturday, so Uh-oh. it's Spirit Saturdays. Ooh, Spirit Saturdays. There we go. Uh, thank you again to all our listeners. We will chat with you very, very soon. Thank you to the YouTube people. I know you're in there watching, so thank you. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Goodbye and be safe. Ahoy! Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.